This episode of No Bad Food is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Are you a producer of artisan food or drinks looking to get your name out there? Look no further. Whiskey Lane's team of social media, branding, and marketing experts is here to help. They'll take care of all that stuff for you so that you can focus on doing what you do best, making awesome products for your customers. Here at No Bad Food, we know that buying locally made products goes a long way toward making our world more sustainable, and that's why we're proud to be sponsored by Whiskey Lane. So, what are you waiting for? Grab your nearest artisan cheese or homebrewed IPA and run to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And remember, that's whiskey the Canadian way. Without any. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind. We'll take it slow this time. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni, and you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Today, we're talking all about meatball. This topic was requested by one of our patrons, Chantal, over at patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod. If you want to request a topic for an episode of the show, go to nobadfoodpod on Patreon and (laughs) make it happen. For as little as a dollar a month, you get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. So you can literally throw a dollar at us and we will record an episode about whatever food you want us to talk about. It's uh, our way of saying thanks for believing in the project and supporting us. Again, that's patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod. Thanks, Chantal. Before we dig in, I want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. I want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. So when we think about meatballs, we tend to think most of the spaghetti and meatballs that we see in classic movies like Lady and the Tramp. You know, you get a big plate of spaghetti with some beautiful meatballs sitting on top of some sauce. There's maybe some cheese on top and two dogs suck on the noodles and then kiss. But meatballs go so much deeper than just the Disney-fied spaghetti and meatballs of yore. They stretch all across the globe to various cultures using various kinds of meat and preparation methods. For today's episode, we are pretty specifically focusing on the sort of spaghetti and meatballs type of meatball, or I guess you could also call it the meatball sub type of meatball, or the Ikea meatball type of meatball. You know, a fairly small, round mostly beef-based meatball. Um, But we do get into a little bit of the ways that meatballs exist across a lot of cultures around the world, uh, and a little bit of the history around that as well. The very idea of spaghetti and meatballs is something that is maybe controversial to some people, uh, especially, you know, classic Italian cooking people who would not necessarily you know, make spaghetti and meatballs. It feels very much like an American version of Italian food. And my guest and I are going to get into that a little bit in this episode, as well as getting into all of the ways that meatballs 
can transcend the ball shape that they have been forced into for so long. All right, let's get to it. All right, folks, I could not bring a topic as potentially sensitive and dangerous as meatballs to the show today (laughs) without the help and comforting presence of my food crimes correspondent, Giovanni Colantonio. Giovanni is one of the co-hosts of the Left Trigger, Right Trigger podcast, a video game book club podcast, uh, and is also a writer at Digital Trends and other places maybe who knows really what giovanni is doing these days except for giovanni himself a man who is shrouded in mystery shrouded in darkness and shrouded in meatballs oh my god <laughs> yeah i i am shrouded in meatballs everybody i'm giovanni Colantonio, and there's there's really no mystery it's all out there folks <laughs> there's no i got i got nothing mysterious going on here uh that's exactly what someone with lots of secrets would say that's I, I you know I, I I I get that and that's true but I swear to God ask me a question I'm an open book I'll tell you I'll tell you anything What's your social insurance to... number? Uh yeah it's z- <laughs> <laughs> What do they call those in the states the social security numbers? We call them social security numbers. That and makes sense. So they're more or less the same thing because yeah. they are numbers and they are secure yeah. and you're supposed to share them socially. Yeah. On your Facebook, so, on your Twitter. I, I, mine. That's my, my Twitter handle is just my social security number. No one's figured it out yet. That's why you have such a minimal Twitter presence. Yeah, yeah. I don't tweet much. I don't <laughs> want anyone to see it. Uh, yeah, I try not to tweet too much because I just don't want to get out there. But I'm really worried. You know, somebody might, somebody might find my info. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that everyone has their social security number just on Twitter. It's especially weird when someone's social security number is Mario Prime. Yeah, that's the weird part about it. There's nothing really numerical in that. Yeah, you, you, the the I's could be ones, mm-hmm. the O's could be zeros. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the M's could be threes that fell over. Lots of lots of numbers in there. It's just true. Use your brain. Yeah. Well, all right. Maybe I'll have to start using my brain. He's a number. I guess. I guess. Right? Isn't that like one of those imaginary numbers or something? I think I is genuinely an imaginary number. Uh, whatever. I don't care about it. Who cares? Math is fucking stupid. You know what's not fucking stupid? (laughs) Meatballs. Well, that's not necessarily (laughs) true, but that's fine. Giovanni, you know, we've talked a bunch about Mario. We've talked a bunch about meatballs. Uh, Mario, uh, Chris Pratt, Italian. You're Italian. Tell me about your meatballs. There's a segue. Wow, tell me, tell me about your meatballs. Jeez, what? <laughs> not a question I was expecting. To oh, hear. really? Uh, that's that's great. No, of course I was. It's the meatball episode, yeah. folks. Um, yeah, I, I like a meatball. Here, here's what I'll say. I'm not as like huge of a meatball person as you would expect as a as a big Italian, right? I think that uh, the expectation is that I'm Mister Spaghetti Meatball, but. <laughs> But like I, uh, meatballs are like one of those things where, like, you know, I will make them if if, if a recipe calls for it. Sure. But it's not like in my sort of like go to tool tool kit, right? It's not in my like oh like I I need to impress a date and make an Italian meal that like proves that I am good and have a personality, right? Uh, and so. That's like it's it's just never been one of those things that's like super super heavy in my book. Like mm. if I'm trying to make an impressive Italian food, right? I'll go to like a puttanesca sauce sure. way before I go to a meatball, right? Um, in fact, like I think if you went to an Italian's house and they made you a spaghetti and meatball dish, 
they're probably not Italian, right? <laughs> they they like like not 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 to slam spaghetti and meatball as a dish. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's totally fine. But you know, it's like it, it's like uh, a, a gag, right? It's like the Italian gag that like the the Italian meal is spaghetti and meatball. Um, uh, that said, you know, I, I do like a meatball, and and I have made a meatball in my day. Um, and I mean like. Meatballs are fun because they're just so simple. It's mm-hmm. just you roll meat into a ball. Like, what else do you want, right? It's like a small, it's like a round, small hamburger. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't have any, like, super fancy thing with it. I mean, you know, my thing with meat is just always um, just getting the spices right, right? Yeah. Like, with any with any sort of, with beef especially, that's, like, my go-to, which is just kind of, like, you've got to spice that stuff, right? So, right? So it's kind of, like, you know, you got to get some herbs in there. You just got to sneak them in. Yeah. So you get some get some herbs right in there, you know, a little salt and pep, of course. Got to get the salt and pep, you know. Maybe maybe some onion powder. I don't know. You could toss that in there, you know, a little little powder for the boys. But but yeah, like I, I keep it pretty simple when I do it because because honestly, like meatballs are funny because it's like not about the meatball. Like the meat the meatball is a ball of meat. Like what do you want? Right. Right. Like you can season it and like it's it's it can be better, but like it's the sauce. Right. Like yeah. it's it's the sauce that you're putting in that actually matters. Um, so like, you can't talk about meatball without talking about sauce. Right. That's the truth. Well, this is, this is something I find really interesting about meatballs. So like I was looking into, you know, the history of meatballs before yeah. this recording, cause that's how I roll. And, sure. um, you know, people are kind of divided on, you know, what the very first meatball ever was because <laughs> like, let's face it, right? Like any meat eating culture in the world is going to at some point have ground up meat of some kind yes. and put it in a ball shape. It's just, it's yeah. easy. It's like, it's like soup. It's, it's very, it makes sense to do. So it's going to get done. Right. Um, but the Italian meatball most likely was kind of like inspired by the Persian meatball or which mm-hmm. is like kefta or kofta or kafta, depending on, right. you know, what translation of whoever you're talking to that kind of may have been the sort of origin of it um but even that like i was looking into it and i found <laughs> i found a townsend's video there it's like a youtube ah, channel yes. yeah Love townsend's. Uh, yeah they're great and uh they were doing one about you know meatballs and you know meatball sliders and um found this you know ancient recipe where essentially meatball had been made for this recipe as a thing that you can whip up in like five ten minutes if guests show up unexpected or uninvited to your home and you want to feed them something because it's it's easy it's fast food you you take the meat you already have you chop it up or you grind it depending and you put it into a ball and you cook it and it's ready and it's good to go and i think you're absolutely right that like that's not something that you prepare to impress people necessarily but at the same time, I think it's kind of something you could prepare to impress people. <laughs> like, yeah, it, I made, it depends on the context. Yeah, like I made. <laughs> so, you know, in anticipation of this recording, I've been eating a lot of meatballs this week because I great. Uh, yeah, that's great. That's good. I'm How dedicated. Feel? Uh, yeah. I I feel like I feel. You know. <clears throat> <laughs> sure. Okay, that's a really good way to. to I'm using that anytime anybody <laughs> asks me how I feel. Exactly. I feel like someone who ate a lot of meatballs this week. I got. <laughs> I got a meatball sub at Subway on Tuesday during my lunch wow. break at work. Um, th- that was fun, actually. I asked the uh, the sandwich artist, um, you know, th- they asked me what sauce I want. And I looked at the sauces and I said, honestly, I don't know. What do you think pairs best with the meatball sub? And they looked me dead in the eye and said, I mean, come on, man. It's a meatball sub. It speaks for itself. <laughs> Ooh. 
I love that. I truly love that. <laughs> yeah. And then yesterday I was procrastinating because I have two term papers to write by Wednesday. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll make some homemade meatballs today. Uh, and, you know, when you get a really nice, like, browning on the meatballs, that is mm. impressive to look at. I think you could serve that to a date and be like, look at my beautiful meatballs. Look at my beautiful balls. <laughs> yeah, you could say, look at my beautiful balls. Yeah. Uh, that's, I don't think you should say that to a date, by the way, in any, in any circumstance. Uh, it, it really just wouldn't go well. Um, here's what I'll say. I, I, so meatballs for me, it's, it's all context dependent, right? The, the, the main attraction can't be meatballs, right? <laughs> you can't be like, you can't be like, Oh, what are we having for dinner? Meatballs, right? Like, because then someone will look at you like, what do you mean we're just having meatballs? <laughs> what else? Right? They're, they're, it's like meatballs are like an ingredient in, in a mm-hmm. pasta, right? Like meatballs are kind of like, if, you, if you're using it for a pasta, right? right. Um, meatballs are like putting olives in a pasta. It's like, that's the that's one thing. Right. But like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the um, only time that I ever eat meatballs alone is if they're on a toothpick and they're at a table with a bunch of other hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, I like, always eat meatballs alone. Yeah. <laughs> not 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 eat meatballs separately, but I'm always <laughs> alone when I'm eating meatballs. Uh, that's just how I, I don't want anyone to see. Yeah, like I, I the last time I made meatballs, for example, was I did like a big, big Italian feast for, for some people um, where I cooked out of the Sopranos cookbook, which is a great, great cookbook, by the way. Right. Uh, really good. It's all in character. And I made a baked ziti that had like mini meatballs in it. Mm. Right. So it was kind of like a nice baked ziti. And there were just like some some little ones kind of like hidden throughout it right and that was like a, a good use of meatball right because mm. it's like oh yeah like i'm cooking meatballs but like it is a flavor that is in this larger ziti that like the sauce and the cheese is covering it and everything so um yeah you know that's that's uh that, that's that's the kind of example of like if you are making a meatball in a pasta like don't make that your only thing right, right? It, it, it that's why like spaghetti and meatballs is like kind of a boring concept because it's like oh it's spaghetti and meatballs right it's like no but what else is there you right. can't just have that's just two ingredients process <laughs> gotta be more um well this is interesting yeah. okay so so let's talk about this right because yeah. when we say spaghetti and meatballs spaghetti, the, and meatballs spaghetti and meatballs the sauce is implied right there is an implication yes, yes, of sauce of um, yeah, <laughs> one must imagine sauce. <laughs> one must imagine sauce to be happy. Um, yes. There's there's this idea like when you make meatballs. Yeah. Right. First, you make the meatballs. Yes. Then you make them in the sauce. Right. Yes. It, it must be. It must be so. The it only time that you can have an unsauced meatball again is if it's on a toothpick with a bunch of other stuff hanging out right. on the table. And it better be a special meatball if you're doing that. Like, I swear mm-hmm. to God, it better be like buffalo meat or yeah. something that, that is going to, like, make me go, whoa. Yeah. It better be a meatball that can speak for itself. Yeah, it better be a meatball with opinions. <laughs> it better be the Subway And, and they better be good opinions. <laughs> Don't give me any lukewarm opinionated meatballs. Yeah, if you're giving me a sentient meatball, it better have good politics. And that's all I, <laughs> that's all I have to say. I sometimes feel like I am a sentient meatball. With good politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that describes a lot of us. But yeah, I, I was thinking about this in terms of like, you know different methods of you know eating meatballs right because yeah you you had your sopranos meatball situation i did mine so alex gornichelli iron chef alex gornichelli uh has a cookbook called cook with me 
that came out, I think, last year, maybe. In it, she has two meatball recipes. One okay. inspired by the Goodfellas and one inspired by the Godfather, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. And and she, you know, there's like two different cooking methods, one in yeah. each movie. Uh, and she has two recipes in there. I cannot remember which one I loosely followed. But the way that I do mm-hmm. my meatballs is that I you know, make a beef and pork mixture or ideally a beef and mild Italian sausage mixture. But my butcher has been out of the the butcher I work at, in fact, has been out of Italian sausages for a couple of days. These things happen. Um, But yeah, yeah, so so I take my, you know, meat mixture, uh, form it into balls. I personally like a good like something kind of maybe tennis ball sized no not tennis ball sized tennis i'm sorry size. that's insane oh, oh God. i meant golf ball i don't know why i said tennis ball no 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 back up let's talk about tennis ball sized oh meatballs real quick how would you even cook it horrible you'd have to bake it and then it would get dry yeah i don't think it would it be possible to make a tennis ball sized meatball that was good uh you know what so here's the thing i think with a yeah. thicker meatball the trick yeah. is you brown it on all sides to keep the juices yeah, in, and right. then you've got to simmer it for an absurdly long time so that right. the inside cooks through without yeah. it getting dry because you're simmering it in tomato sauce and it you know keeps everything inside. Right. That seems. Oh God. We should. You should try to make a, a, a tennis ball sized uh, meatball and see if you can get it to work. I. You know. Maybe next time. <laughs> maybe yeah, next time. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe next time for your episode tennis ball sized meatball. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, so so this so yesterday I made um, golf ball sized meatballs, uh, ah, okay. which are like you know a little bit bigger than like you know when I think of like a standard meatball I think of the like IKEA meatballs, mm-hmm. you know so like a golf ball is a little bigger than that. That's how I like them. I like them to be like meatballs where when you see them on the plate you go oh wow meatballs as yeah, opposed you, to like <laughs> little guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I love that so much. Uh, um, and then you know, I uh, you know, once well, they've this, been browned, I this, cook them in the sauce for a, a this hot begs minute. the question. Of, this begs the question though: What is the ideal meatball size? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was getting at. Actually, is is yeah. what do you okay. think is like the ideal way to cook meatballs, both in terms of size and in terms of like preparation? I think a bowling ball sized meatball is great. Okay. You poke you poke three big holes in it mm-hmm. to let the to let the air out yeah. of the meatball. Yep. Uh, and then you just kind of like cook that by just getting the biggest pot possible, and you just keep rolling it over and over and over until you cook the bowling ball meatball. Yeah. Right. I think that's a good idea. I think that sounds great. Yeah. That's How, the thing. What's the biggest meatball? The biggest meatball. I think I saw this on uh, on yes. a Food Network once at some point. A meatball uh-huh. that was like bowling ball sized, and like, look, I'm not. I'm not totally convinced that it's a bad idea. Why not? I, is my question. Why do I not think it's a bad idea? I think yes. if you had it as a like sharing thing in the middle of the table where people like mm. go and like cut a piece out, you know, like where it's functionally a meatloaf, but just in ball form, I think you yeah. could make that work. Okay. <laughs> like a meatball, but in ball form. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes, that makes total sense. What about, does a meatball have to be a ball? This is interesting, actually. This is where the, like, kefta side of it comes in, right? Okay. Where, you know, I think in North America, in, like, mm-hmm. white North America that is very Italian-focused yes, yes. in cuisine, a lot of the time you hear meatball, you immediately go to, like, spaghetti and meatballs or Ikea meatballs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously there are Chinese meatballs. Uh, I, yep. had, I had a very good pork and shrimp meatball from... Oh, who was it? Omnom Paleo, maybe that was like okay. uh, made to taste like uh, like the inside of a dumpling, you know. Um, 
but then also like all of the sort of Middle Eastern meatballs that are uh, kefta or kafta, again, mm-hmm. a thousand different vowel situations that can happen there, which I really appreciate as someone with a loose relationship to vowels. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the kefta can be different shapes, right? Like you will yeah. sometimes get one that's kind of like longer and on a skewer, right? Like a kebab. And I would argue that that still is technically a meatball in that it's prepared the same way. The shape has just been changed, right? Okay. So what if, okay, like for example, let's do some thought exercises here. Love it. Um, meat oval. Is it a meatball? I think so. I think okay. meat oval is the closest. Like when you, hmm, there's like a what is that called? A kibbe maybe? That's like okay. a like a Lebanese thing that's ground beef, sometimes rice mixed in with it, but then it's in like mm-hmm. a hard shell almost that you like bite through to get to the ground beef inside. Yeah, that's delicious, and I would argue okay. that that's a kind of meatball. Okay, what about uh, so continuing the exercise? Uh, meat cube. Meat cube. Uh, yeah. In. <laughs> In Super Mario Party for the Nintendo Switch, okay. yep, 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 yep. There is a. I know exactly. Sizzling steaks. Sizzling steaks. Exactly. The mini game yep. sizzling steaks. You have a cube of meat. Uh, I think that is implied to be a steak cut in the shape of a cube. So that one is not a meatball. But I think right. that if you took ground beef and shaped it mm-hmm. into a cube, it would be a meat cube ball. Okay. A meatball cube. I think. Okay. I think it counts. I, okay. Uh, meat meat frisbee. Meat frisbee. That, I think, is getting dangerously close to burger patty territory. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Um, but, again, you can make a meatball slider, and a slider is okay. just a small burger. So Yeah, wait, <laughs> wouldn't that just be a burger? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Like a, like a, like a frisbee-sized, a frisbee-shaped meatball, I think, becomes a <laughs> burger. But what I'm trying to say is I think that a burger patty is kind yeah. of a meatball. Like a deconstructed meatball. Not even deconstructed, just flat. Just a flat meatball. <laughs> it's just so a flat. A, okay, so a hamburger is a flat meatball. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. I think right? I think I like, feel okay saying that. Like, are, are, so are we just saying that a meatball is any meat that has been, like, shaped into a, a form? Like, you know, is a meatloaf a meatball, but well, big? Well, I'm glad you asked. Webster's Dictionary defines a meatball <laughs> as... <laughs> A small ball of chopped or ground meat, often mixed with breadcrumbs and spices. So I guess that in terms of definitional meatball, yeah, everything that I just said is a meatball is not a meatball. But I think that maybe this is one of those situations where Merriam-Webster needs to update Update. things a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things in Merriam Webster's that are just like out of date. Like they're not up to date with the slang, you know, the with the with the way that the kids talk these days. And they're not up to date with the fact that meatball doesn't have to be a ball anymore. We we're not putting things into boxes like that anymore in twenty twenty one. You know? Uh, in fact a meatball can be a box. It can be a you can be like a, the shape of a cardboard box and that's okay. Um yeah, I think I think they should update the I think they should update their definition for meat frisbee as well. Yeah. Um, which I think should be Webster's word of the year, 2022, is meat frisbee. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right about that. I'm trying to find okay. the uh, the Oxford English Dictionary. Um, yeah, there must be one dictionary definition that's like, it's meat that you shaped, right? Yeah. There it must just be, be one that, that is like, so, that takes so many liberties with flexing the rules and is kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing, and that's that's what kind of bothers me about that that dictionary of it having to be a small ball 
right? Mm -hmm. Is that like, it doesn't really like, especially if you think about like, you know, looking at Kefta again, I'm coming back to Kefta because to me, you know, knowing that there are early, like the earliest known recipes uh, Mm -hmm. from Persian cookbooks, like feature Kefta that is like, you know, not necessarily a tiny ball, but is like whatever shape it is. Mm-hmm. To, to me, that tells me that like, yes, the meatball as is called a meatball, maybe definitionally is small, right? Maybe okay. it's definitionally round to be called a meatball. But I think that as a derivative, as a like descendant of yes. of something a little more flexible in size and shape, I think that that is unfair to its ancestors, you know? I love I love that we're talking about the descendants of meatballs. I think it's important. What's in the lineage of meatball family? Well, the lineage like, of, yeah. Like, I think that the, the for me, it's like kefta. Sure. Which becomes meatball. Yeah. Which becomes slider. Mm, okay, so that's like the the picture of the man or monkey turning into a man. <laughs> yeah, like right there. Okay. Exactly. Except like you know, we can still eat all three of them in the modern age. Like, there's not a. No one's dead. No one's no, dead. No one is extinct. Yeah, yeah exactly. We um, can still eat the Neanderthal meatball. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's fine. Um, and that's why they're sentient because all meatballs are Neanderthals. They're yeah. ha- they're halfway through evolution into becoming a frisbee. Yeah. Well, and and I would even argue that, like, the roundness of it is a more recent thing because, like, flatter meatballs are easier to cook and make more sense than a perfectly round meatball. So, like, probably flatter meatballs came first. Yeah, I think think we probably started with a flat meatball. Yeah. So are we saying saying that now now the evolutionary line is all fucked up? Did we start with with meat frisbee and then come and then return to meat frisbee is it like is it like evolution where everything eventually turns into a crab everything eventually turns into a meat frisbee (laughs) i think probably but actually what i think is if you've ever just grabbed a handful of meat yeah like to start forming a meatball yeah well of course uh if you like put the ball in your hands and cup your hands together it's not going to form a perfect ball right away right No, no, no it's going to be kind of more like at best egg shaped but probably more of an oval with like crisp yeah. edges right like i'm just thinking right. about the natural shape of hands when they clasp together yeah. probably that is the original shape of the meatball right so like kind of like a, a like a hexagon yeah but then like, like my second thought is if you start rolling it between your hands right thinking i'm gonna yeah. make a ball the first thing that happens when you roll something between your hands is that it turns into a log right 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 it turns it absolutely it yeah it's a little log and I think probably, I, I would venture so far as to say that probably meatball started, like kefta probably started out more in a log form because then yeah. you can stab a stick onto it a little bit easier and get that right. like, easy grilling situation. I think meatball started as a D20. Oh, yeah. I think, I think meatball was the original D20 because when you start to shape it and you get like all these like rough edges, um, you know, and, and then you smooth it out. Like I bet the first meatball, like you, I bet you could roll a crit on it. I'm, I'm sure it. I'm, I'm sure it just like landed flat on the table. It was kind of like, oh shit, that's a five. Yeah. Um, I, that's my guess. The first meatball was a, was also the first D twenty. That's actually how they made the D twenty. Is somebody <laughs> was making a meatball for the first time and they dropped it and they were like, what if a dice did this? Yeah. Uh, and then and then meatballs uh, were like secondary uh, as an invention. 
Yeah. You know, that's interesting because I'm looking into it now and actually um, in Israel, uh, yes. meatballs are called kizitsa basar. Uh, yeah. And the you know the ingredients vary obviously uh but uh in some cultures they actually do shape it into the shape of a dreidel oh interesting yeah yeah that's interesting just in time Um, for hanukkah i've googled d20 meatball oh gross (laughs) and i'm not really getting anything oh really yeah you know you would think that somebody would have made um would have just like made a d20 that looks like a meatball or something but the internet has failed me there's really nothing uh nothing here wow that that so I think we should make a D20 meatball. I think that's got to happen, yeah. 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 I think we should be the ones to pioneer it. Kendallin, I know you're listening. Get on it. Yeah. Make Look, just make make a meatball with 20 sides, all right? And just make it so that I can roll it. It's great. Put a little sauce on each side to denote the numbers. Oh, I was thinking you could you fully glaze it with the sauce to kind of imitate Ooh. the way that a dice will like have that shine to it. And then yeah, for the numbers, yeah. you you put the numbers on with either like finely shaved parm or uh, like whole fennel seeds. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Right? That's a really really good idea. Yeah, you have like twenty seeds on one side or something. Um, and when you whoa, roll that's... it, that's the number of fennel seeds you have to eat raw off of the ball. That is huge yeah i think i think we should make this and we could sell it for like a million dollars probably to, to big nerds like yeah. they would love it they would eat it up i think wizards of the coast would buy this from us as a oh, yeah. marketable product hey hey wizards of the coast uh it's it's us we're making a podcast about food right now you probably noticed um we have an amazing invention for you that's going to go right along with your magic the gathering cards it's d20 meatball and it is the best meat dice you've ever seen. So please consider buying it from us for $10 million. TM, TM. TM, TM, TM. Nobody steal, nobody steal D20 meatball from me. This is our copyright. Yeah, we yeah. just copyrighted it. It's illegal if you say D20 meatball now. Yeah. You're not allowed to say it. We're going to hunt you down. Yeah, we will find you. Yeah. And we will roll you into a ball. Hmm. Because that's what we do. That's what we do. We're ball, we're ball well, I'm just saying I have access to an industrial-sized meat grinder. Yeah, yeah, that, and you will become the D20 meatball if you try to steal our D20 meatball idea. That's all we're saying. That's yeah. the slogan of our company, and it's not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on that note, we are going to take a quick hop over to the mid-roll. If you're enjoying your show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of November, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 they get into $3 worth of food for a family in need, so by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of the show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. There's literally no other way to turn zero into six, so if that math is acceptable, for you, go do it. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. If you haven't had a chance yet to listen to last week's episode where Teffer and I talked about turkey and its origins as a Thanksgiving food and some different ways to cook it and make it delicious, uh, go cue that up to listen to after you finish with this one. It's a really fun episode and I think you will get a lot out of it. All right, that's enough for me. Let's get back to my conversation with food crimes correspondent Giovanni Colantonio. On a lighter note, on a no. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. 
<laughs> on a lighter note, uh, I'm curious, like, do you have memories of, like, the first time you ate a meatball? Wow. Oh, my God. Imagine if I did. Imagine, <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine if I was like, oh, yes, of course. When I was four years old, I remember as a baby putting a, a savory ball of meat in my mouth and going, wow, this is the future. Uh, no, I don't have a specific memory of eating a meatball. Um, it's weird. I mean, again, uh, uh, you know, we talked about it at the beginning, but like, uh, you know, despite the fact that like I've definitely had a lot of meatballs, it's it's really just not like a super memorable Italian meal, right? Like mm-hmm. I can remember eating like polenta, sure. right? Like and, and really enjoying that, right? Or I could remember... Um, being like tripe or something, right? Or I don't know, like some weird, weirdo Italian shit. Um, I don't think tripe is necessarily Italian, but when Italians make it, it's Italian. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like meatballs are are really one of those things where like, I don't know, it's like eating broccoli, right? It's like, it's like, yeah, you know, it's it's a thing that shows up at the table every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, I really don't have like any memory of my parents even like really making meatballs and I, I mean, i'm sure they did and i'm sure that it was like in some pasta sauce or something right but like you know if really if if listen if you are listening to this episode trying to get a cultural you're like oh italians i want to know all about the secrets of meatballs the secrets of meatballs are that we don't make them that much you know <laughs> like like they are uh you know they, they can be an ingredient in a, in a thing that you're making but like if you think that that's a big part of our diet like it's it's not necessarily. Right. I can only speak for myself. I'm sure there's regions of Italy where where a meatball is is a little bit more central to a diet. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, the, the, the Bronx might be one of those weird like Italian regional things. But yeah, for me and, and for my family, you know, like it was just never really a thing that I think was super super heavily leaned on in in cooking. Um, which is probably why I don't make them that much myself. Uh, you know, that's 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 probably true um but yeah I, I don't have a meatball memory and that's sad you know i wish i had one meatball memory for you that's like ah yes my grandmama rolled up rolled up a big piece of meat and slapped it down on the plate and it changed it blew my mind it, it changed my entire world but i don't think a meatball's ever changed my world that's well, the truth there's t- there's always time you know i'm gonna I'm going to put it out there into the universe today that what I hope for you is that you get to make some meatball memories in the not too distant yeah. future. You know what? I'm going to make a meatball memory. I'm going to I'm going to have a party soon where I just make meatballs and nothing else. Yo, I just serve meatballs. Hold up. That actually sounds yeah. great. What if you did a meatball party? Yeah, what if you have a meatball party? Get everyone to make their own kind of meatball. That's a good idea. Yeah. Just get like get a nice little meatball uh, party going. Like, everybody everybody bring their own. That's a, that's actually a really fun idea. But then here's the problem. Then you have to eat, like, 100 meatballs. Well. Right? Like, you know, how many people are you inviting over? How many meatballs are they making? I right? mean, if each person just makes, like, a pound of meatball, that's not that sure, much sure. meatball, right? And No, I guess not. I guess not. You just have one meatball each. You, you, you savor them. Yeah, it's like a... It's like a uh, I, I want to have parties that are structured like a reality cooking show. Yeah. You know, where I want to kick friends out of the party... If their meatball is not good enough, oh. I want to be like, I want to be like the the worst meatball here is Chet's. Chet, I'm so sorry, but you're going home. That's a good idea. Hey, if you're listening and you're looking for a really good party idea, invite 20 people over and slowly eliminate them as the night goes on. <laughs> Put them in the kitchen at some point and have everyone mix drinks and kick someone out if it, if it's bad, right? Like yeah. have a little have a little like 
you know, everyone makes a little sauce, whatever, just like 20 times throughout the night, make your friends cook and then slowly kick them out. And then the last person left gets to be your new roommate. Yeah, the last person left gets the apartment. Whoa. Uh, it's theirs. There we go. <laughs> this made me think my kid has been really into marble race videos. Sure, recently. sure. You want to race meatballs like marbles. I want to race meatballs like marbles. I also want to race meatballs like marbles. Yeah. A marble-sized meatball actually sounds like a pretty good size for a meatball. Yeah. Um, tiny, tiny one, tiny little bubble of meat. Um, yeah, I think it's a good idea to get to roll a meatball around like a like a marble. Yeah, I want a perfectly spherical marble. I mean meatball. I want a, no, perfectly, I want a spher- perfectly spherical marble. <laughs> I'm tired of all these square marbles. <laughs> That's just a dice. I'm sick That's of just it. a dice. Um, Make them round for once. But no, I, I would love to find like a perfectly spherical meatball someday. I wonder what the the roundest meatball on recorded human record is. There must be something. I think the roundest meatball in recorded human record is me, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. So wait, tell me, before I let you go, tell me a little bit more about this Sopranos meatball cookbook recipe. Well, sure, yeah, the Sopranos cookbook, well, the, the, the recipe is really good. It's just like a ZD Alforno. Um, and it's, uh, you know, just, just like a nice baked ziti with like some mini, some mini meatballs in it. I actually made them too big when I did it. I think I probably did like golf size ball, but like mm. really they should be marble sized meatballs, right? Okay. Um, they should, they should be, they should be small. Um, but, but it was good. I mean, it's just like, you know, a regular baked ziti, but then you just get like every once in a while, like, a, oh, there's something, oh, what a treasure I found in here. Right. I like a food where you can excavate for treasure. Yeah. That's like really just like a fun a fun style of food, right? Where it's just kind of like, aha, I found, I found something in here. Um, and, and that, that had the appeal of it. Uh, the Sopranos cookbook in general is very, very good. It's the Artie Bucco family cookbook. Um, it is for those who have watched the Sopranos written canonically by Artie Bucco, compiled by Artie Bucco. Um, and it has different chapters that are written, you know, by different members of the Sopranos family. And it's all in character. Right, like every single thing is in character. Some of the recipes are in character and reference like episodes of the show. Um, it's genius, right? It's it's really really a genius cookbook. But uh, but yeah, the recipes are actually pretty good. In it. And that ZD Alforno um, is is pretty solid. Like if you ever are making a baked ZD um, and you just want to like add a little something to it, just like small 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 meatballs, like really really tiny ones, just toss them in. Um, you know, brown them and then and then throw, cook them in there with the sauce. Um, I think you'll I think you'll like what you find. Hmm. I think I think Artie Buco of the Sopranos won't steer you wrong. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I've got my eye on. Uh, there's this One Piece cookbook coming out. Like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Any day now. I've got my eye on that because in the trailer that I saw for it, that was a perfectly targeted Instagram ad. Uh, yep. There was like meat that looked like the meat that they eat in anime, and I was like, yeah, I need oh. that. yeah. It looked animated. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you know when they're holding a bone, but what they bite into yes. really clearly looks like ground beef? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I thought about it. I'm like, that's super fucking easy. You just get a, you just get a, you know, drumstick and take all the meat off and shape beef around it instead. But like, oh my God. That's what I need, you know? Yeah. I need, I need beef uh, shaped like a bone. Yeah. Which is a meatball. Well, that's it, right? It is a meat. It's a yeah. bone and meatball. It's a bone and meatball. It's a bone in meatball, folks. You did it. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> we made a lot of we made a lot of inventions on this episode. We did, and we solved a lot of food crimes too. Yeah, I think I think well, I think I think uh, the only food crimes we solved here were injustices, right? Like exactly. They're, they're, these these meatballs 
these meat frisbees were not being considered balls, and I think that we uh, we we have proved that they are. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I will say my my hot take about spaghetti and meatballs is that I think okay. spaghetti is maybe the worst pasta shape to eat meatballs with. Yeah, that's that's probably true. I mean, spaghetti is not a great pasta shape to eat any sort of like tomato sauce with especially which is like kind of what you want a meatball with mm-hmm. look folks if you're making a spaghetti do like a, a, a do like an olive oil or pesto sauce with it mm-hmm. right like don't do any sort of chunky sauce because it's not going to catch it yeah. right like you, you you want like a penne if you're doing meatballs right you want you want the penne to kind of like catch some of that stuff um you know you don't you don't want to you don't want a spaghetti yeah. in meatballs what are you late you're trying to lady in the trampet yeah, that's oh. it, right? Like those dogs ate spaghetti and meatballs because they were dogs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they the they they were eating dog food. Spaghetti and meatballs is dog food uh, that makes your dogs kiss. Yeah, and that's it. It's an aphrodisiac for dogs. <laughs> if you want to eat your meatballs with a good noodle, uh, I would recommend. Look, there's something real fun about clam the <laughs> clamshells. Oh boy, that's not yeah. what those are called. What are those actually called? Put a meatball in a clamshell like a pearl. Yeah. <laughs> Pearl-sized meatball. What are the big ones? The big shells. Uh, Menigault. I don't know. The big shell. Look, you go to the fucking... Yeah, the big shell. The, the pasta aisle, there's big shells. Get the big shells. Put meatballs yeah, in them. Get, get the large shells. Yeah. Or if you're doing really small meatballs, do them with the small shells. Okay. Or a chietti. Is that what that's called? The small shells? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Get a muscle. Get a... Get a get, get a beach and get some mussels. Crack them open. Fill refill them with meat and close them. Conchiglione is the big uh, shells. That's my uncle. Do you have any final thoughts on meatballs before we uh, wrap them up and bake them? You should shape them into whatever you want. Don't let Big Meatball tell you that they have to be round. Don't let Big Dictionary tell you that they have to be round. If you're reading Webster's and you're like, damn, I was going to make a square meatball, but actually it wouldn't be a meatball. Do whatever you want. Shape it like whatever. What's your favorite shape? I like a trapezoid. Make your meatball into a trapezoid and don't let West Webster's tell you that it's not allowed. Meat can be any shape. That's my takeaway for this episode. Meat can be any shape. Yeah. Beautiful at every size, meatballs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's it. As long as That's they're cooked take. through. Cook them through. No. No. No? You don't have to cook them either. Oh. No, you should. I, I, legally, you should cook them. Legally, uh, yeah. yeah. Please, please cook them. Legal. Please legally, cook the legally. meatballs. Legally. don't cook them illegally don't cook them illegally it's illegal to cook them wrong yeah in italy yeah you know they you know we say on the show we say there's no such thing as bad food unless the food is cooked badly so yes cook cook your food well do it cook your food cook your food well and don't listen to my jokes don't listen to giovanni don't listen to me that's your takeaway for this episode meat can be any shape and also don't listen to me so, Giovanni, if people want to listen to you more, where can they find you on the internet? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Mario Prime. You can listen to me talk about video games uh, on the podcast, Left Trigger, Right Trigger. And you can read my writing about video games at digitaltrends.com. What video game do you think is most like a meatball? Uh, Pac-Man, right? No, Q-Bert. It's Q-Bert. Q-Bert is a meatball. He flops around. He swears. That's what meatballs do. It's true. Yeah. And uh, he's got a snout. I was going to say Katamari Damacy, but... Katamari Damacy... Yeah, like that, that I guess is an easy one, but Katamari Damasi doesn't swear, and meatballs swear. Because mm, they're true. sentient, as we learn. But what's the video game with the best politics? Because I think meatballs are supposed to have good politics, too. Right? It's also Qbert. Qbert has really, really good politics. <laughs> okay, good. Qbert is really, really into universal healthcare. That's, what, that's why they're always beeping him out. 
like he's not actually swearing uh he's actually just <laughs> trying to tell you like some really really revolutionary things uh, like leftist things and the game the developers are like you know they're kind of dicks so they're like oh no 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 what no get, stop him stop him stop him don't let him tell the kids about this i like that i like the idea of a video game character who rebels against his creators by yeah spouting you know socialist ideals that's the plot of free guy right that is also the plot of the movie free guy and also the movie pixels which stars Kubert. um josh gad has sex with Kubert in that movie what that's a real thing i'm not going to elaborate further josh gad has sex with Kubert in the movie pixels wow well that's two of the five people on my hall pass list is that what that's called okay. so yeah <laughs> i guess i uh... <laughs> there you go i guess i gotta two watch pixels baby you gotta watch pixels well, Giovanni, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being called on to talk about meatball. Meatball. One meatball. Under God. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of No Bad Food. Do you want to join the conversation? Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at No Bad Food Pod, at Tomzalatni, at Tefferbear, or at Mario Prime if you want to reach Giovanni specifically. If you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall, and Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, and David, and Chantal, who requested this meatball-themed episode of the show. Thanks again, Chantal. Patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show, so if that's exciting for you, once again, go to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to make it happen happen we also have merch and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at t public and of course you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this with a friend our theme music is by zach ingles and our cover art is by david flam you can find links for both of them in the description of this episode did you know that david flam is another one of giovanni's co-hosts over on left trigger right trigger the video game book club podcast go check it out you can hear both of them they're both wonderful and so are their other co-hosts greg schultz and tess hazel Last but certainly not least, the show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at UpfordNetwork.com. See you next week. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time. Hi, I'm Anthony Giorgio, host and producer of Queer Teen Podcast. Queer Teen Podcast encourages the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Listen, learn, and love as you get to know the next queer youth leaders of the world. Queer Teen Podcast celebrates, elevates, and narrates how the LGBTQ community uses our voices to tell our stories. You can find Queer Teen Podcasts on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else to get your podcasts. And please, please, please subscribe today. And don't forget to listen, learn, and love. If you're someone who interacts with kids, you're probably familiar with moments of being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer. Whether it's the old favorite, where do babies come from, or the nuances of discrimination, Rad Child Podcast has your back. 
Each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast, helping to raise a generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else.